Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you, 802 in the big city of Seattle and its environs. It is Drive Time Radio. My name is New York Vinny. If it's the first time we are meeting, hello. How are you? I'd shake your hand, but that's, no, no, no. Uh, but I'll give you a big elbow bump there uh, to get you going on your Saturday morning. This is Drive Time Radio where we talk about <laughs> cars. That's right. We talk about cars on Drive Time Radio. Now, sometimes we make a left turn or a right turn and talk about something else. But for the most part, we talk about cars. We review cars. We talk about traffic. We talk about automobilia. We talk about all the different things uh, that go along with owning, driving, riding, enjoying, traveling, and um, even dancing on the roof of your car. If you are so uh, inclined to do something like that, there are people, believe you me, I've seen this, where you're riding along and you're out in the desert, you know, uh, south of Tucson, out in the desert down there, and you see uh, uh, some lights and everything, and you pull up and you go off the road and, you know, down the, down the, the, the sandy road through the cigarro cactuses, and, you know, and there's like, a gang of people out there and everybody's having a good time and all of a sudden somebody starts to get to dancing with the music blasting out of one of the car radios and somebody jumps up on the roof of a car. I'm not kidding you. You get out of Tucson, you look around, you'll see some cars with the roofs kind of collapsed because that's, that's how it goes, man. That's how it goes in Tucson. Now, I don't know if many people do. I mean, I would hazard a guess that if you did that up here, you might kill the battery on your Tesla. Although I would pay to see somebody dancing on the roof of their Tesla. <laughs> that would be worth the money. All right, what do we got for you this morning? Well, we start, uh, you and I are going to wrap and flap about a couple of things. Perry Stern of uh, Auto NXT and um, our auto advisor is going to join us. Uh, Perry and I go back a long way. We're both members of NOAPA, which is the Northwest Automotive Press Association, and we compare notes on cars, and, and I want to talk a little bit this morning about how we test our cars and so on and so forth. So I thought that that would be uh, kind of an interesting subject to go over with Perry, so we will do that. Uh, we also have, uh, you know what we're going to do this morning? We're going to give Buick a little love. You know Buick, you know General Motors, Buick GMC Cadillac. Now, we gave Cadillac some love uh, a few weeks ago. We had um, we had uh, a Brotherton on from Brotherton Cadillac, and we talked to him. This morning, we're going to give Buick a little love because Buick doesn't get enough love. It's a great car. It's... it's um, built to compete with the Lexus and does so on so many levels, but it just doesn't get the love that it used to get. And Buick, and now they've eliminated the sedans from Buick. So all Buick has is these the three or four SUVs. And that's the way the world is going. I don't like it. I like cars. I'm, I'm a guy that, that loves 
you know, the, the, the two-door coupe and the four-door sedan, and I, I love cars. Now, I, I, you know, I got nothing against SUVs except they make them so big that they're ridiculous. But Buick had this great car that they made up until last year that was like kind of a, what they call a shooting brake. You know, it was um, a LeSabre, and it was, it, it, it was like a station wagon. Dodge also made one, too. Uh, the Magnum, I think, that, that was the Dodge um, uh, version of it. And it's, you know, it looks like a sedan, except it's got an extended roof in the back and a tailgate. And you can stuff stuff in there. You can put things in there. You have the ability to, you know, carry a couple of pieces of lumber home. Or, you know, your kid's bike, you can stuff it in the back there. Or if you're going on a camping trip, uh, sleeping bags are cooler and everything like that. But Buick killed that. Um, that car. And um, that was kind of sad. And it, they've just been suffering since. As a matter of fact, I can't remember the car maker off the top of my head now. But somebody even stole the, um, you know how the, the, the side of the Buick on the fender always had those three portholes? I don't know why they had them, but I remember my dad had a had a, a 56 Roadmaster when I was a little kid, man. We went to Washington, D.C. in that car and back. Uh, a 56 Roadmaster. And there were those three little ports on the side of each front fender, and that said Buick. And then there was, of course, the big Roadmaster on the side of the car, too. But it said, you know, it, it like it distinguished itself from everything else. The Pontiac had the, uh, the chief Pontiac on the hood ornament that lit up, and Oldsmobile had the rocket as a hood ornament. Well, Buick had the three portholes in the side, and they, and they just eliminated them. Um, I don't know, like uh, last year. And somebody else has now put, I, I want to say Genesis, but I'm not sure. But somebody else, I'm going to have a Genesis in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to drive the G90 uh, for a week, and I'll, I'll let you know if it comes with portholes or not. But uh, they were just, they were great cars, the Buicks. Uh, they put some incredible um Editions of their uh, cars on the road. Uh, the big cars were luxurious. Uh, they were, you know, they, I mean, they, they kind of got old at one point, but then they kind of changed the direction of the company. And I just was reminded this past week that I don't give Buick enough love. So in this program today, when we get to our... Um, to our cartoon of the week, we will show uh, the Buick some respect. All right? We will do that. We will we will take care of business uh, on that front. Now we have our car, uh, our drive time road test of the week. We'll delve into the BMW X3. And I'll tell you how I like that. I drove that a week ago. And, um, Ben, I'll, I'll save it. For, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it on you. I don't want you to get the information now and then you leave and don't, you know, and, and don't stick around for the end of the show. 
And so that's that's our show today. We've got a lot to pack into an hour. Got a couple of news items that I wanted to go over with you. The first one, um, and I don't know if this is political or not, or if it, um, what the reason is, but there seems to be a lot of people giving guff to people who wear masks in their car. Yeah, I've noticed it on Facebook and on some of the other social platforms that, you know, people are, oh, I saw this idiot wearing a mask in his car while I was driving down the street. Was he an idiot? He's wearing a mask in a car. First of all, you should have a mask on, even in your car. I, I, I tend to not put mine on sometimes, especially if I have the air conditioner. And I thought about this. And the reason why it is a good idea to wear the mask in your car, and don't goof on these people. Now, if you don't want to do it, that's, that's you, you know, I'm not going to jump on you for it. I will jump on you if you don't wear it outside like you're supposed to. But wearing it in your car, if you get into an accident, if something happens, if you get something, you know, happens where they have to, you have to pull over, they have to call the police, you black out, chances I know are infinitesimal of it happening. But it happens. And if you're not wearing the mask, you're putting the first responders that come to help you at risk. And suppose you're not, you say, I'll put it on if something happens. Well, suppose you're knocked out. Suppose you're lying there and you're out of it. You're putting those people at risk. So I think out of respect to them, it might be a good idea to wear the mask. I think I'm going to try wearing it in the car as well. And, again, I'm not a big fan of it, but I understand it. And um, I think that the way things are going and Washington State is starting to go up again, I think it's uh, a pretty good a pretty good idea to do that uh, right now. And, that, and, that, and that's, the re- that's the justification. That's the reason why. All right, a couple other quick things for you this morning. I, um, are you looking for a used car? If you are, you uh, might want to check out Hertz. Uh, they are going to sell 185 thousand cars because of their bankruptcy now a lot of people think that this is going to affect the used car market really when you think about it 185,000 cars is not a, a you know a huge portion i don't think it's going to flood the market and all of a sudden lefty's used car lot down the corner is going to drop his prices in half but I would think that right now, if you were in the market for a used car, and don't forget that Hertz not only rents, um, not only rents, you know, your standard four-door Toyota Corolla or Chevy Impala or something like that, but they also have, you know, that ultimate supercar collection of Corvettes. And I think somebody was saying somewhere that they had Double figures and ZL1 Camaros. 
and so on and so forth. So if you're thinking, hey, you know what? I want to get a used car. I want to buy a used car. Uh, this might be something to look at. So check out Hertz if you're thinking about uh, used cars because you could uh, you could do yourself uh, some good there. Another couple of quick things here before we hit the break. If you want to uh, drive a hot little car with an HOT, uh, the Hyundai Veloster has an N, which is their kind of high-performance brand, has an, an N hatchback that is out, and it has a, a boost to it, and it's a fun little car to drive. I haven't driven it, but I've talked to a couple of people who, dra- who have. I can't wait to get behind the wheel of one, the wheels of one, or the steering wheel of one, but it's really, um, you know, it's got a, uh, a push-to-pass button, and I've always liked the Hyundai Veloster. That's the one with the three, you know, it's got uh, two doors and then that little door in the back. Um, it's just a just a cool little car, and Hyundai does cars right. So if you're in the market for a small car, uh, maybe you want to go down and check out the Hyundai. And Mercedes-Benz has said that uh, the 2021 um, Mercedes-Benz are going to have some really interesting uh, new features in their S-Class. And this comes from Auto Week. It's due out uh, later this year. Rear seat airbags, rear axle steering, active blind spot assist, where um, you'll be able to detect approaching hazards before a passenger opens the door while the car is parked. E-active body control, which will maybe be the most important of all of these. Uh, They have them in the Mercedes SUVs. Each wheel gets a damper with a couple of chambers that have a damping valve, a pressure reservoir, and it tilts the car from side to side to compensate for G-forces while it's cornering, as well as up and down when needed. So you're not going to get that lean uh, that you get in the car when you're cornering. I can't wait to drive this because I think it's going to be spectacular. And... Pre-safe impulse side. Um, The active body control will raise the body of the S-Class if the side-mounted radar sensors sense an impending collision. It'll raise itself up um, by three inches in such a scenario. So those are the rumored, according to AutoWeek, things that are coming in the um, Mercedes-Benz, the 2021 S-Class Mercedes-Benz, and naturally I think they'll you know, make their way down to some of the less expensive models, uh, but certainly a, uh, a very cool innova- some very cool innovations. All right, quick break here. We come back. Perry Stern of Auto NXT joins us. It is Drive Time Radio. It's Saturday morning. It's New York. Vinny, it's KK and W1150. Coming, the new 1956 Nash, Thursday, November 17th. It's the world's finest travel car. Built for the long run, designed for the most fun, Nash is a long-distance car. It's sweet on the byways and fleet on the highways, the Nash is the head by far. If you like to go places, see all the show places in this great land of ours. You'll want a Nash with all its flash and all its dash. You'll want Nash, the traveling 
and sound car protecting those near and dear. A steel girder cruiser, this big handsome cruiser can take it year after year. Flash is a road car, a big heavy load car, the safest in every way. On Thursday, November 17th, see the greatest travel cars ever built. The beautiful new Nash Ambassador and Statesman. Brilliant new beauty, blazing new power, exclusive new travel features. They're years ahead of all other cars. The new 1956 Nash, Thursday, November 17th at your Nash dealers. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. All right, back with you here on Drive Time Radio. New York, Vinny hanging out Saturday morning as we do every Saturday morning from 8 to 9. Right here on KKNW, you get a chance to bring in an old friend who uh, has been writing about cars for, I'll I'll tell you what, um, many years. Let's just go with many years, but uh, we've known each other many years. He uh, is from Auto NXT and our auto advisor, Perry Stern, joins us. Perry, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, Vinny. How are you doing? I I don't know. I must have had an extra cup of coffee or something this morning, man. I'm blazing this morning. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) How are you, man? writing about cars, I think, forever is the term I typically use. Yeah, it's, it's been, I mean, you think about it. We know each other for 20 years at least, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, I've been back uh, at MSN I mean, and, and, for, you know, since like 1996 is when I started over there. Wow, that's that's the time. And, and boy, have we seen some changes, haven't we? Yeah, you could say that, but, you know, not, you know, a lot of it's for the good, you know, at least when it comes to cars. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm talking in the automotive sense here. Uh, it, you know, yeah. You know, some of the other changes, maybe not so much, but the ever-evolving world of cars. Um, I want to start out talking about what has turned into very possibly my favorite car of the year, the Mercedes-Benz okay. Sprinter 2500. I know you had it. I had it. I love that thing. It's it's crazy. It's it's like I joked when I first got it because you know now that we don't get to travel because of all the things going on, I felt like I was driving an airport shuttle. So it felt a little closer to you know traveling, because it's a you know it's a what fifteen passenger, fourteen passenger, big big van. Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, it's you know ten feet tall and I don't know thirty feet long or twenty feet long. I don't know how long. Uh, and and but it. it I don't want to say it was fun to drive, but there was something about sitting up high in that thing. And also, I took it on a little mini vacation, and my sister and her husband came up. And it was great because we could socially distance. We had four people, and everybody had their own row. Exactly, exactly. And it's it's comfortable for all the rows because it's so big. I mean, it's I believe you know someone who's over six feet tall can stand up straight in the thing. It's so tall. And you're right, it's not what I would call fun to drive, but it's entertaining. Uh, because you do sit up high, and it actually drives really well. Uh, for a ve- you, know, you would expect a vehicle like this, you know, the light breeze comes over, it just tip over. And it actually handles pretty decently. Um, 
and the interesting thing is because it's a Mercedes, you, know, you get in and the dash is that Mercedes interface, you know, the high, the big screen. Um, it looks very high end when you look at the front, and then you realize you're driving a big van. Right. It's 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 got it's um and and I know they ginned it up a little bit with that Mercedes stuff because I drove one a few years ago and it didn't have any of that. It was basically a Dodge, uh, you know that that. that uh, you know, leftover product of when Mercedes and um, and Chrysler were together, um, right. fairly you know fairly well. That was uh, ten years ago, but it's um, you know as they've put more Mercedes stuff in there, uh, it really has that feel that you're driving. You know, because it's nothing like driving a Mercedes, right? No, no, not like any Mercedes I've driven, but it is a Mercedes. I mean, it's got the big you know TriStar on the front. Um, Actually, I think one of my favorite things about it is that you cannot lose this car in a parking lot. Uh, I was at, at uh, you know, the Home Depot, and we had parked way at the other end of the parking lot. And when I walked out the door, I could already see the van. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll tell you about my favorite thing. And this, this suits me probably much more than you because you don't have the same exact problem I have with eating. Uh, you can't fit it through a drive through it will That's not true. fit in Jack in the Box. It will not. The only drive-thru it fit in the whole time I had it was Burger King. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> so, I mean, if you if you buy that thing and you buy it with the big roof, chances are you can stay out of fast food places, cook at home, and bring a sandwich. There you do. Or you can set up an entire picnic in the back because it's huge. Exactly. Bring deli. You're in the back. You're having a good time. You turn one of the seats around, and you can eat it while somebody drives you around. Uh, Not a bad way. To what go. else have you been driving that you really like, Perry? What's 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 kind of caught your uh, caught your fancy lately? Oh, probably the, one of the most uh, fun I've had recently. I had a chance to spend a couple of days with the Porsche 718 Cayman GT4, um, uh. and so this is. You know, Porsche is already, you know, your pure sports car, and this is about as pure as it gets in the Porsche lineup. Um, it's not a turbo, so you, it's, you know, normally aspirated uh, six-cylinder engine, but it's it's just so perfectly balanced. You know, it, it's I think I described it as it's like putting on a car, like you're putting on a suit, because once you get in, it's, it's like you become part of it. it Have uh, you... Um... you know, have you had a chance to drive the electric one yet? I have not. I've put in a couple requests, so I'm hoping that perhaps up in the Pacific Northwest here we'll get a chance to try out the Taycan because that is supposed to be just absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's supposed to be off the charts um, as far as um, you know every aspect of it, and it satiates those people who say, well, an electric car is, you know, slow, or it's this, or it's that. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, these cars seem to me, these electrics that I've driven, have more torque and more power coming off the line um, than anything that I've driven. And, and obviously, because of the electric motor, it doesn't take that time to to ramp up. It just goes. Right. You have all of the torque instantly. And so I think the Taycan, the top-of-the-line Taycan, will hit 60 in just a little over two seconds. Uh, it's, I mean, that's incredibly quick. And if you, you know, you yeah. drive any of the electric cars, they're kind of that way. You know, even a, you know, a uh, Nissan Leaf 
still feels quick off the line. I mean, it's not, you know, two seconds, but it feels peppy because you do have all that torque all at once. Perry Stern from Auto NXT is with us and uh, our auto advisor here on Drive Time Radio. So, Perry, I I wanted to talk a little bit this morning, too, about how uh, maybe a little bit of our methodology. I know every writer has a different way, and I often get asked, well, what do you do to test the cars? Do you have a track? Do you have this? Do you have that? I mean, I write real person reviews, so I don't go into uh, as much of the technical stuff as a, a motor trend or a automobile magazine would where they have tracks or consumer reports how about you what do you what do you do in, as far as testing a vehicle well it, it often depends on what car it is also but i do have um i don't have a track it'd be fun to have a track but i don't have one uh but i do have kind of a route that i take most cars along you know, if it's a sports, sporty car, I have some twisty roads uh, uh, that I'll take it out um, just to get a feel for how it would handle. Because someone who's buying a car like that is going to want to go drive it, you know, and have some fun. Where, you know, something like, uh, you know, Toyota Sequoia, not going to do much twisty road driving. But I may go find some, you know, uh, at least dirt roads or some gravel to take it through just to at least go off the pavement a little bit. But I also, you know, I climb through them. I spend a lot of time, you know, figuring out all the controls. I mean, right now in my driveway, for example, I have a BMW X6M, which is an incredibly powerful vehicle, but also very uh, high-tech. So it takes, you know, putting on my reading glasses and sitting in the car for 15, 20 minutes to go through all the menus to figure out what it can even do. Um, so there's things like that that, uh, you know, again, depends on the car, how complicated the car is. But I like to, you know, get some highway driving, some windy roads, um, and uh, just drive it like a normal person would drive it. Yeah. What, what do you think about the big grape? The grape? Oh, the uh, X6M? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's uh, well, I guess the official name of the color is Ametrin Metallic which I don't know what that means, but to me it means purple um, because that's what it looks like. And I'm not a big fan of the shape of the X6 anyway. It's kind of like they took a, an SUV and made it less useful by making it kind of a sloped roof. Um, it's not any less, you know, any more sporty than, say, an X5, which is a proper-shaped SUV. But it does have 617 horsepower, so... That yeah, can make I, I a lot called of, it the uh, most powerful Pontiac Aztec I ever drove. Yeah, I always wondered if the Pontiac Aztec had 500 horsepower, would we have liked it better? Oh, I, see, I, see I'm in, I know I'm in the minority. I love that car. I, I hope to <laughs> own one someday. Well, I, mean, I probably got to get going because some days are getting shorter. But I'm just, that to me, I don't know. There's just something about the Aztec. But it is, it is, um... I don't know, like a like a weird wine, you know. It's like a it's an acquired taste that car. Right. It's 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 so strange. It becomes cool. Yeah, exactly. Like the Subaru Brat, you know, it was so strange. It actually now becomes. Now you go on bring a trailer, and they get ten thousand dollars for twenty nine hundred dollar car. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, it is. People, well, that's a fun. That um, I had a lot of fun with that car. I drove that that car over to um, Spokane and back, and it was all I could do not to just you know 
you know, hit the gas and go as fast as I think it could. Luckily, it tops. You know, luckily, uh, you know, my better angels said, uh, you know, well, let's not go crazy here. But it's, um, it wants you know, just fast. the power. It's a very seductive car. I will say that. It's a very um, car that you drive, or at least for me, it was very seductive. It was very sexy to drive that car. It, it certainly stands out. Um, but it is when because, you know, with this one, you can set uh, – all the different performance levels, you can change the exhaust to be loud or quiet. So you put it on loud exhaust and the highest performance level, and you put your foot down and you're slammed back in the seat. That throaty, you know, V8 sound, um, it's just, uh, it is intoxicating. It makes you want to go find a tunnel and drive around in it. Yeah, really. Exactly, man. Probably go back and forth uh, through the, um, you know, over the, the bridges back and forth a few times listening to that thing. Uh, I did that once. Well, Perry, it's good car. to catch up with you, man. I haven't I haven't talked to you for a while, so I wanted to just kind of get your thoughts on what you've been driving um, and, um, you know, just uh, wrap and flap a little bit. So uh, thank you so much for jumping on. Um, uh, by the I'm way, I wanted to, to say this, too. I wanted to mention this. It, it, it is one of the products of this insanity that we're living in is every year uh, our association, NWAPA, does a, a mud fest and a run to the sun where we test these cars out, and now both have been canceled. And I think that's um, kind of sad for the people of the Northwestern manufacturers because we don't get to uh, we don't get to, to, to you know to drive all of these different cars and match them up against each other. It is unfortunate, and and I'm actually the chair of the mud fest event, and we you know it was originally supposed to be in May. Then we moved it to September, and now we've just moved it back to next May, and hoping that even that is good enough. Um, and we didn't want to cancel it, obviously, but it just was not. Uh, uh, there's just no way to make it make it work properly, and you know, so that everybody can get as much as they can out of it. So, uh, yeah, we're hoping that next year will be better. Yeah, I think we all are, Perry. Thanks so much for uh, jumping on me for a couple of minutes. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Uh, all right, thanks. Perry Stern joining me here, um, a contributor to Auto NXT and a few other uh, different websites. All right, take a quick break here. We will come back. We have our cartoon of the week coming up for you. As I said, we're going to pay Buick a little bit of love here on Drive Time Radio. <laughs> as the new Buick Wildcat for 64. When you go the way of the Wildcat, people take notice. They want to know more about your car. They'll want to drive it themselves. But beware, once they get behind the wheel, it's hard to get them out. For Wildcat, it's the wildest. And above all, it's a Buick. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. All right, back here on Drive Time Radio. Time for our cartoon of the week. And uh, we get a little historical 
uh, with this one. We're going to go way, way back in uh, the annals of rock and roll, the beginning of rock and roll. Uh, This song that we are going to hear, interestingly enough, even though it's entitled Buick 69, was released in 1954, uh, right at the, uh, the start of rock and roll. Uh, it's by a group um, that was formed in uh, Los Angeles, California, and a very, uh, a, a very um, uh, street-oriented group, the Medallions, uh, it's uh, one of the first doo-wop songs uh, that was uh, produced on Dutone Records, which was a great label out of uh, Los Angeles, and uh, is uh, sung by Vernon Green and the Medallions, and uh, just a real, real cool kind of bebop kind of rock and roll beat to it uh, by this group called the Medallions. And I'll tell you more about them when we come back. But right now, let's listen to Buick 59 from the Medallions. There you go, the Medallions uh, here on Drive Time Radio and Buick 59. Vernon Green, Andrew Blue, Randolph Bryant, Ira Foley out of Fremont High School in Los Angeles uh, discovered singing on a street corner by the owner of uh, Dutone Records, uh, Dootsie Williams. And that was their first release in September of 1954, uh, really not no charts at that time for R&B. So I don't know uh, it, where it charted or how it charted. I'll tell you an interesting fact if you're a classic rock and roll fan. The flip side of this song was a uh, song called, the ball- it was a ballad called The Letter. And The Letter had this like weird lyric in it called The Puppetoots of Love. Sounds somewhat familiar? Well, Steve Miller, who was from Northern California, the Steve Miller Band, must have heard this song because it was picked up by uh, Steve Miller and turned into the pompatus of love. Some people call me Space Cowboy. Some call me the pop, you know, in that that song, the Joker. So a little bit of musical history for you and a little bit of rock and roll history uh, there for you as well, and they were uh, active. Another little fact about that group is uh, Joe Williams of Shake, Rattle, and Roll fame came out of that band as well as one of the singers with the medallions, so named uh, because Dootsie Williams used to uh, used to wear a medallion around his neck. He was hip and suave way before his time. And uh, so a Dootsie said, I like my medallions so much that I'm going to name you guys the medallions. They're alternately called the swinging medallions as well. But that is our cartoon of the week. We do it every week. If you have one that you like, have one you think we should be playing, you can always reach me on our Facebook page at um, drivetimeradioandtv.com, uh, but on Facebook. Or it's, I think it's Facebook.com slash Drive Time Radio and TV. Or you can also uh, just email me direct at Vinny, V-I-N-N-I-E, at drivetime-radio.com. That's Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. Uh, you can, uh, who knows, you can contribute 
to our little Saturday morning uh, soiree that we do every week here on 1150KKNW. Have lots of fun. We talk about cars. We review cars. We just do lots of cool stuff. Or at least if you're a car person, you'd think it's kind of cool. By the way, quickly, drive-ins are making a comeback. We're going to do some, you know, drive-in theaters I'm talking about. Uh, Drive-in theaters are making a comeback, and we're going to talk about that a lot more next week because we're halfway through the summer, and lots of places are not only doing movies at the drive-ins, but also showing concerts at the drive-ins. So if you're jonesing for live music, if you're saying to yourself, I need something, I need some music uh, to go along with my car, you can now go to certain drive-ins and there's concerts, and you can, you know, tune in on your FM radio or on your Bluetooth, and you'll be able to watch. We'll have somebody on from the uh, Drive-In Theater Association of America on with us next week who will tell us a little bit more about uh, the drive-in movies and uh, what's going on, well, what's going on on the screen. I think many of us know what's going on off the screen in the drive-in movies, but uh, a a safe place to take the family. You know, you don't even have to really get out of the car. Uh, you can go and have the food, you know, brought to the car safely and uh, and everything like that. So they are adjusting to the uh, COVID-19 situation, which uh, many businesses are right now. Uh, car sales businesses and uh, auto mechanics and every type of business adjusting to the uh, situation uh, that we find ourselves in here as we hit the midway point uh, of, well, actually a little bit more than the midway point now. We're into uh, month number eight. So we're headed down the home stretch of 2020. And let me tell you something, this year can't happen. Can't finish out fast enough for me. All right, we come back. <sighs> it's our drive time road test of the week. Don't you miss it. I'm New York Vinny. This is KKNW. <laughs> 我们的车子是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，不是在路上，
Coming along for the ride on this uh, gray in Seattle Saturday morning. We are, uh, you know, we have a, had a few nice days. You know, if, if you get too many nice days in Seattle, people start moving here. So you got to have a couple of gray ones now, I guess, to um, to make up for it. All right, uh, we, we got a couple of things here. We'll do the uh, road test in just a second, but I did want to add something to the show each week and give you a bit, a little bit of. Uh, information about what I'm driving this week. It's a segment that we used to call on uh, over on uh, one of the stations that I was at. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? I haven't had a chance to make up a snappy uh, open for it, so we'll just go, yo, you know, maybe I should have Nathan open the mic and say, yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Can you do that, Nathan? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? I'm glad you asked, Nathan. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Nathan's our producer. He makes things work around here. I am driving the Toyota Avalon um, TRD. Now, we were talking earlier about Buicks and family cars and, and the demise of the sedan. Well, Toyota doesn't think the sedan is going anywhere. As a matter of fact, Toyota's uh, in- investing and saying that America and more of, you know, other countries around the world are going to want cars along with their SUVs. Uh, of course, they produce a large number of SUVs, Toyota does, and very nice ones, but they still believe that the family car uh, should be you know, a kind of a cool car. So their large car, their big car, their Galaxy 500, their uh, Impala, their, their Fury 3, you know, their, uh, their, their large car is the Avalon. And just driving the plain stock Avalon is a really cool experience. It's nice. It's a good, solid family car uh, that uh, fits you know, uh, five adults comfortably, uh, has plenty of trunk space. It's almost a perfect road trip car, has enough power with a V6 engine, and is, you know, it's again, it's that car. If you have three kids or you take, uh, you know, the two kids and grandma, she's not going to be crunched up in the back seat. What Toyota has done is they have... Um, come out with a TRD edition. So that a TRD is like their fancy um, their fancy division. You know, it's, uh, I guess it's Toyota Racing Division or, I don't know, Toyota Racing Development or something like that. So what they did to this Avalon I'm driving, first of all, they painted a candy apple red, which I love. Then they put spoiler on the back, uh, a little claddings on the side of the car, a little spoiler and special grill in the front, and a, a beautiful sound and exhaust uh, note, and bigger and better suspension. And um, I'll tell you what, it works. I pulled into Dick's the other night with this thing, uh, the, the drive-in over here, and people were looking at it. You know, people were walking up and kind of checking it out. What's this old man doing driving this car? And, you know, I had explained to a few people, and uh, it, it got an A-plus from the Hot Rodders. Uh, you know, the kids that drive the Infinity and the Acura Coupes, uh, they dug it. And that's the, and you know what? I dig it. it um, it's just a fun car. So that's what I'm driving this week. We'll have a full review on it coming up in a couple of weeks. 
Uh, but it was really, um, it, it's just, I, I like to see companies, you know, we, we've talked about so many different car companies that are cutting out automobiles in, in favor of SUVs because that's what America wants right now. And with this whole COVID situation, who knows the way it's going to go. We're probably going to want bigger cars even uh, so that we can socially distance from each other. Uh, but the reality is, is uh, you know, a good solid car like this Avalon or, you know, the large uh, Audis or, well, the Avalon, see, the Audi is a bit different uh, because the Audi is a luxury car. The Avalon isn't a luxury car, but if I was going to buy a lower-end Lexus, I would look at the Avalon because the interior feels, has a really nice feel to it, a luxury feel to it. So that's what I'm driving this week. Time now for the radio road test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Nothing ugly about this one. Let me tell you, the BMW X3 SUV. Uh, it is a small luxury crossover that uh, does crossovers justice. Uh, you know, not as big as uh, some of the other ones uh, that are out there. It's a little, uh, you know, smaller. Uh, and it goes up against a very formidable class of vehicle. We've got the Audi Q5, the S, uh, F-Pace Jaguar, the uh, GLC, Mercedes-Benz, and the Acura RDX. Uh, but the BMW brings BMW to the table, which none of the others do. And if you're a BMW fan or you're somebody that uh, has driven a BMW before, you know that there is a special feeling to driving one of these cars. It's almost... Um, you know, what would you, what, what kind of watch would you like to, you know, luxury watch would you like to wear? What style gets you? Um, the BMWs have always, uh, Merce, you know, Mercedes are seductive. Audis are well-engineered. And the BMWs just have this, they stand alone in feeling when you drive them. There's a, there's a preciseness. Uh, there's a luxury, uh, there's a feeling, yet there's a starkness about them. And the X3 brings all of that uh, to the table. That is what uh, the BMW X3 does. It is um, one of those vehicles that you get in and you remember it. You, if you drive one of these things, you, you remember it for a long time. It's uh, it it seats five people, a little tight in the rear seat, uh, but the front seats are supportive even on long drives. I took it as a matter of fact. I took this thing up to watch the Comet last week. Uh, you know, see the last vestiges of the Comet had this great moonroof uh, that I opened up and put the seat back and just stared up at the stars, and uh, it was beautiful. And it, it was quiet, and it was uh, very supportive, uh, um, very, uh, the seat, very adjustable. You know, it gave you a lot of different positions, so you would be, uh, you know, you would be comfortable. 
either lying back or and looking up at the stars or driving down the road. It is, uh, you know, cabin in-cabin materials look great, uh, feel great. You feel like uh, you're getting your money's worth in this one. And that's what you want when you're buying a car like this. Not great on cargo space, 28.7 cubic feet of room behind the, the second row seats. And a little shy of 63 if you fold down the rear seats, which I did. And you're able to stretch out back there if you do that. The um, uh, And also inside there... Um, iDrive Entertainment System is, I think, one of the best in the business. You know, it's funny. When it first came out, everybody was knocking it. But it really uh, has evolved into, I think, almost the simplest system to use. Maybe the uh, Chrysler Uconnect might be a bit simpler. But it really is intuitive. And uh, you don't get jammed up in a lot of things in the BMW iDrive. As I said, it had this beautiful moonroof that went back. Uh, the Harman Kardon audio system uh, was spectacular in this car. Uh, the smallness of the car and the music together. While I was looking at the stars, I put on some classical music, and it felt like I was sitting in the Hayden Planetarium. I mean, it was really, it was incredible. Uh, just a, a, a solid, solid car. Uh, you know, Apple CarPlay is in there as well, which I'm not that big a fan of, but all right. Uh, Wi-Fi hotspot in there, wireless device charging, all of that kind of stuff. As far as driving it, it's a BMW, man. It doesn't disappoint. 248 horsepower, turbo 4 is standard. There's uh, performance-oriented models that uh, get you from 382 to 503 horsepower. Uh, It um, it felt spry, it felt good, it had all the passing power that it needed, it had uh, a lot of uh, a lot of oomph to it, as I like to say. Handling on the road, excellent. Uh, it's, you know, no matter if you drop it into sport, you drop it into eco, whatever different um, mode that you drop it in, it's very adjustable, you can almost tune this thing up to feel, you know, to to give you the feeling that you want out of the suspension, which I love, uh, you are just, um, it just blows you away how it it sticks to the road, it feels safe, uh, yet it feels enjoyable to drive. You're connected in this car. Um, maybe not as much as, as the Audi, you know, but, but, there's still a great connection in there. There's a great engineering uh, a job done uh, by the folks at BMW with this one. And as I said, if you've driven a BMW, it really kind of comes down to, you know, among these three, what your preference is. Uh, because uh, you can't. it's hard to knock any of them. Uh, but it really, um, you know, there's others out there to look at, but... If you don't drive this one, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. It also, uh, whether you're on a washboard road or, uh, you know, hitting the curves or going up the back roads, it really, really hangs on uh, to the road, hugs the road for you. Uh, Towing capacity in this thing is just 4,400 pounds. And um, as far as safety stuff, 
It really, uh, it has every kind of safety thing uh, that you can uh, imagine. I had the available uh, uh, active safety features. Uh, Heads-up display, lane departure, lane keep assist, front-end, rear cross-traffic alert, and uh, uh, the surround view, which I love. I think it's uh, spectacular, uh, that uh, that thing. It's built in America. South Carolina is the 2020 BMW, and uh, the uh, X3 S-Drive that I drove, which also was equipped with the E-Drive, um, which was interesting. Uh, you could use it on electric. It's a hybrid for a certain amount of time. Um, what, uh, they went for um, a starting price of $55,900. Uh, and they, you can buy them all the way up to, uh, if you want, the X3M competition uh, for a base price. And that's with the 503 horsepower turbocharged of uh, 76,900. The hybrid is nice. The E-Drive is nice. It only gives you 15 miles and it takes you a long time to charge. I would, you know, say to you, consider your needs uh, if you're looking at the E-Drive. You know, consider if, uh, if that is worth it for you. If you travel a lot, maybe it's not so much worth it for you. If you use the car to go to the grocery store and back, and it's you know a few miles away, uh, then the E-Drive can give you that um, you know that feeling that that luxury of not having to um, use any gasoline, and that's a good thing, right? Hey. All right, that's going to put it in the books for another edition of Drive Time. That's the Drive Time Road Test. Thank you so much for uh, listening to our show. Nathan, thank you for your participation. And we will catch up with you next Saturday morning if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good week.